Hi, welcome back to episode 5 of Sparrow Talk. This one is called I Get Along Without You Very Well. It's not, is it? <laughs> it's got to get along with you very well. Is no, it? I thought it was I Get Along Without You. That's what I've got here. I've got it without you. Oh, sorry. That's so okay. That embarrassed voice you hear is uh, Graham. <laughs> and he is sat opposite Tom. Hello, that's and me. And of course, I'm still. I'm going to have to change my name. Still Keith. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, well done for coming back, if mm. you have. Mm. Because, yeah, five episodes in of, of this series, which has been a bit of a chore now. Um, but there's but, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, we're only this episode and another. At the end of the passage. <laughs> Duckets, well, we we did lead ourselves up. Duckets passage, didn't we? <laughs> by, still not a thing. By starting off with this. It, it, it is a thing. Um, but we're not the only ones who appreciate Goodnight Sweetheart, are we? We're not. Richard Herring. Richard Herring, comedian Richard Herring, um, who I'm not, uh, not an avid fan of his. Not that I don't like his stuff. What have you got against him, Tom? I've got nothing against Richard. This is unfair. I mean, <laughs> first year here. <laughs> no, I just don't really know much of his stuff. He's very prolific. Good and big I, blogger. And oh, I don't really know where he? to start. He's a sort of smutty Alan Bennett. Yeah. Maybe Alan Bennett is smutty. Never really read it. Yeah, my friend Dave. Hello, Dave, if you're listening. I don't know why I waited. And I was <laughs> expecting back. So, <laughs> thank you, thanks. <laughs> He's got another voice, Dave. <laughs> um, Dave uh, told me about um, uh, Richard Herring's fondness for uh, Goodnight Sweetheart. Apparently, he references it quite a bit right. in his uh, myriad podcasts and blog posts. Um, and he sent me a link to one story um, on the in the journalism section of um, Richard Herring's website. So I'm not sure where it was originally published. But it's very good. It's called Gary Sparrow's Paucity of Ambition. <laughs> uh, uh, he's basically saying, you know, Gary Sparrow has the potential to do so much. World-changing things. Yeah, and yeah. he just tries to... Uh, uh, Have it off. ...bed a barmaid. But it's kind of an interesting read. Um, and actually uh, reading it, a lot of the things Richard Herring thinks about uh, my sweetheart we've already sort of touched on already in this podcast so our comments of that of an award winning <laughs> comedian um, yeah yeah <laughs> we, we could possibly saying. pass comment on that <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but um, oh, he, f- he flags that you know I think we talked spoke about this in the last episode how the uh, two timelines run concurrently yeah, which is kind is. of unusual for a time job. because the other thing about Richard Herring is also I gather he's a big science fiction fan yeah. Um, so he, he uh, big time travel, specifically time travel. I think he's in the process of writing a new time travel based right. comedy thing. Oh, right. I think I read that in There's another. A gap in the market. Yeah. I don't think there well, is. <laughs> Why is he doing that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I might have to fact check this now. I might have oh, right, myself yeah. up Duckett's oh. passage, as it were. Oh, you certainly have. <laughs> but um, yeah, he says uh, this is a direct quote. Sparrow is in many ways a confused, selfish, and unlikable man, yet Nicholas Lyndhurst is hopelessly miscast in the role and flounders around, limited to expressions of bafflement and slight moral discomfort, but never convincing that he would be capable of such deceit, unable to comple- convey the complexity of the emotional moral choices the character must make, and unbelievable as an irresistible ladies' man. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which That's I think was there, our, opening, uh, yeah. <laughs> our opening gambit to this podcast is, um, yeah, not, not the best casting. So the thing that Richard Herring is working on is actually a sitcom about multiple universes. Oh, Becky Pudding. Oh, is it Buxton? Is he involved in that, Adam Buxton? Buxton? <laughs> Buxton? <laughs> I don't know I mean, if it is. He's doing something with Graham Linehan. Um... It's got a character called Yvonne in it, which I wonder if oh, that's... that's interesting. I wonder if it was also played by... I don't know her name. Well, it could be either, I'll be honest. Oh, oh my goodness. Yvonne, Spoilers. Yvonne, Yvonne, Yvonne A and Yvonne B? No, I don't know. <laughs> Yvonne's boyfriend in it is called... Gary. Gary. No You're way. Kidding. No. No, I'm so reading So, that's this. really interesting, because um, Herring does say... Uh, it could have been the life of Marcus... No, sorry. It could have been the life on Mars of the 90s, but due to its general lightness of touch, both in the writing and the acting, it is a disappointment. A disappointment, however, that I'm becoming increasingly obsessed about, hmm. partly because I believe it's crying out for a remake. Interesting. I don't think it is. And now we've got Gary and Vaughn. Back again. Mm, interesting. I wonder if that he, if he's like, sort of, oh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I wonder if he tried to remake it and yeah. the writer said no. Although, it seems unlikely. They don't seem to be particularly. Um, they don't seem to hold it in much esteem. They just seem to sort of turn up for these commentaries and uh, yeah, get through it as, uh, as best they can. Uh, what else is funny that um, <laughs> just you know I do I kind of love Gary Sparrow because of the limitations of his scope. He is an idiot and he's morally dubious, selfish, <laughs> takes risks with history, given what sometimes happens when he changes stuff, and yet remains somehow likable. Maybe Lindhurst is playing him exactly right after all, as a kind of formless void, <laughs> <laughs> unable to really understand the implications of anything he does, which I've never really considered. Maybe it's just an incredibly subtle performance. From Lindhurst? Yeah. I'd say he's capable of it. Yeah. <laughs> he knows when not to act, after all. <laughs> well, his writers often defend his acting style, don't they, and say that he's mm. a very unstated actor, mm. he doesn't need to do much, mm. Yeah. Uh, and they decry actors who do, do more or overact, but... I don't, he takes it really in his stride. I mean, given what what is probably the world's only time traveller. Yeah. I, I I worry that he doesn't. I feel like there should be more emotion in his in his face. Yeah. How does he reconcile the fact that he's able to travel through time? See, this thing about it being lightness of touch on behalf of the writers, I think it's just laziness and thought. I, think it might be I just don't think they really gave it any thought. This idea about how the timelines were concurrent. You could spend quite a lot of time analysing that and what the writers meant, but it probably just didn't really cross their mind no, that there no. could be any, any alternative way of doing that. No, quite right. Or that he could have any sort of impact on the future whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. But I guess that has been covered by more um, in-depth uh, series. Um, I just think one of, one of the closing, one of um, Richard Herring's closing remarks in, in this piece is. Uh, quite funny. So perhaps I've ended up thinking too much about something which isn't, was never intended to stand up to this kind of analysis. I think we can all yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can all share in that. Yeah. <laughs> what was it designed for? Do I think? don't know, but it's a bit of fluff in it. It's just a bit of throwaway entertainment on a when was it aired? Friday night? Thursday night? Smacks of a Thursday night, doesn't it? I know it was December, nineteen ninety three. Was it? It was. I think it was prime time. BBC on prime time. I think it drew yeah, huge audience. I can't find the. So, you, the what do you think? Weekend? Figures. No. I think a Friday night, maybe. Friday night. 9pm? Or maybe, no, maybe a Saturday night. No, actually, no, it's pre watershed because we'll get to this in a minute. It's a filthy joke in this episode, which they acknowledge and say, oh, I can't believe we, the writers, that, that is. Say something like, I'm surprised that this made the cut. Pre watershed. Well, maybe maybe oh. this is a good 
time to you, recap. To, yeah, lead us through the episode. Do you want me to start with Tom, the monkey? Tom, take your time, Dr. I'll get to the monkey. It's like my third point. So okay, let's, let's, let's start with point one. Um, the rugby shirt from the first episode is back. It's back. Yeah. The four patches. Yeah, that, that wonderfully uh, oversized Harlequin-esque. Yeah. I appreciate that because I, I don't think Gary is the kind of character who would have a wide wardrobe. I think that's a really good point, Keith. Uh, and Thank that's, you very much. That's also something you get in TV shows a lot. It's a new, new outfit every episode, yeah. isn't it? And, you know, people in real life... Only have one or two. I've seen you in that T-shirt before. Many right? a time. Yeah, many I've seen you in that grey jumper before. I, well, I hope so. And uh, it. But, I mean, we only have one or two cotton traders shirts yeah. in our wardrobes, don't we? <laughs> I think it's a metaphor. It's interesting yeah. that it's baggy on Gary, given he's about six foot five. Although yeah. he's very lean, he's isn't he? Quite slender frame. Yeah, very yeah. slender. Yeah. So it's quite difficult to get quite a, a, a tall contractors, but slim. Do you think he shops at uh, one of those? Oh, Sally Tall and Long. Yeah, something like that. Tall and thin. I forgot what it's called. Long Tall Sally. Long Tall Sally. Sally. Do I? I don't know. What's the tipping point? Was it at all? Is he six foot four? Uh, right, I'll find out. What's his name? Nicholas Limhurst. What's his name? Come Just type Emmett with the first thing that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> Height. Um, 1.88 metres. Oh, oh, come on, Google. Well, that's yeah, just what Google, other search engines are available, says. Who has died for many fools and horses? People also ask. Oh, um... I don't, I'm not, the I'm writer, not John Sullivan. John Sullivan did die. Trigger's dead, isn't I he? I think Mickey Pierce yeah. died. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Six foot 1.5. Oh, he's more than me. Well, it's about the same height as me. I don't shop in freak shops, so no. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're not freaks, still people. So Gary's back. I think the opening to this episode is when he's playing a Casio tone keyboard on demo mode to make it look like he's actually playing the keyboard. But he can play piano very well, can't he? We know that for a fact. Oh, because he writes. Yeah. Well, purports to write your song and exactly so why is he not actually just playing oh, I don't know does going back in time give him the power of musicality his motivations are consistently uh, um, ill yeah ill defined <laughs> so we uh, he meets up with Ron at some point I don't know sorry I haven't got any stage directions in my notes so I can't remember when He's had a haircut, but that was in the yeah. last episode, wasn't it? So Ron, if you remember the last episode, uh, Rodney tried to take Ron back. Rodney, sorry. <laughs> tried to take Ron mm. back um, to 1940 with him. And, doesn't work. Um, doesn't, doesn't Rod, work. Rodney. 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 <laughs> Gary. Gary and Ron? Yeah, Ron. which one? Ron doesn't go back. Ron gets left Can't. behind. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's a bit sour from being left in East London dressed like a 1940s... Uh, yeah. Caricature, really, because he's yeah. got the the, uh, the spats, spats on and the pinstripe suit, yeah. mm. and he's complaining his hair's too short. I don't think it's that short. It's, it's, it's longer than mine, I'd say. I'll make Vinnie Jones look like a new age traveller. Is what he says. Which, uh, which is probably all the rage, but then yeah, the man that swamping. probably would have really landed with the audience. Right. I don't think Vinnie Jones. Right, man, that's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, that didn't work. I think I, I underthought the intelligence uh. there. But they, this is the moment where they start talking about the mechanics of time travel. Yeah, so I think I've skipped a bit. I think, sorry, I think my notes might not be in chronological order because I've got the the dirty joke here is mm. I think this is when Rodney and uh, Yvonne's come back from a course, I think. And Rodney, ugh, Gary's talking to, I'm not doing this on purpose, I swear. 
Gary's talking to Yvonne, and he they're like dancing. Um, in the house, in the living yeah, room. Yeah, okay. and he says to her, he's sort of pretending to chat her up, he says, do you come here often? And her response is, sometimes, but sometimes I have to fake it. Cry goodness. Isn't that I filthy? mean, that's not even really an innuendo, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. It's just... There's no, there's no way you could interpret that in two different... No. This was very early on in the episode as well, I think. Very early on. So even if it was pre-Watershed, it's really pre-Watershed. Mm. Like, 8.32. That's true. Because that... Do episodes get smuttier as they get closer? To, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to <laughs> think that through. I don't know what films are any they cross the threshold. So many episodes of My Hero just ended with an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> My Hero. So we could have done that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, I don't remember that many good at the time. It is, it is cool. Um... Yeah, they're, I mean, as a couple, they're very sex-obsessed, aren't they? They are. Maybe, yeah. maybe Gary's the driving force behind that, given his wandering, philandering ways. Well, mm. it, it surprises me every time they talk about sex, because I don't spot any chemistry between them. No. And I don't... They, they're more like brother and sister. So, um... Rodney... Gary. <laughs> Let's just call him Rodney. Gary. Let's just, 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 just rename Rodney for Tom's sake. <laughs> Gary um, t- happens to turn on the TV and there's a news report about uh, an old age pensioner yes. in Mile End, I think, chasing off a robber with her um, husband's World War II revolver. Right. And that yep. elderly woman's name? Phoebe, Phoebe Sparrow. Sparrow. That's it. So he's like, oh God, did I get... Married to her, yeah. Because obviously Banford being her maiden name, mm, yeah. uh, did I marry her? Like, and I thought that was really interesting. Like, and I think this is sort of the first time we get a sense of the two timelines joining up. Yeah, it's just a bit about getting his leg over, isn't it? Really? Yeah, first, really has four episodes of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought that was really, and I sort of wish we'd had a bit more of that earlier on. Mm, yeah, and it's the first of two. Um, looks at the consequences yeah, of his time travel. Right. So he goes to see uh, Ron. Hmm. Um, and that's when they start... Is it now they start having a chat about it? Yeah, I, yeah. I've written something. I don't know if this means anything to you. I've written, what's with the weird sex stuff? Uh, that could oh. be... I think that could be the subside of the series. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's some, something to do with the conversation Ron and Gary were having. But. Yeah... One thing that's funny, Ron has a picture of Marilyn Monroe ready in his office. Yeah, he's yeah. too kind of obsessed. <laughs> he is a bit obsessed. That's Gary. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are they talking about? Are they talking about... I've got a note here. Ron shouts a lot. I think we talked about this, but it does shout his a lot. His delivery is... <laughs> it's either loud or very loud. It's Piers Brosnan in Taffin again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Gary wants to go back to 1940 to see Phoebe. Because well, curiosity has been peaked, hasn't it? Yeah. Because, again, he, he's decided, he's resolved not to go back in That's time. Because the last time we saw him, they were at each other's throats. She slapped him. Yeah. Then he had that Obi-Wan Kenobi-esque um, <laughs> vis- did, vis- vision of yeah, her yeah, yeah, in yeah. Huddersfield. Yeah. So, they didn't leave things on good yeah. terms, but now he's sort of convinced, I could have married this woman. Mm. I should probably go back and see her. To... Marry her? I don't know. I guess he's just curious, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't know what will happen. Well, if he decided not to go back in time, he would have known that he wouldn't get married. Hang on a second. So if he, he could, at that point, uh, having found out that he'd married Phoebe, yes, 
decided or resolved to never go back again and then he, he could have confirmed or he could have you know decided at that point that he would never get married you can't rewrite history Keith not well, online of it that's what Doctor Who I don't know Ken I think he can which Doctor uh, no, it wasn't a witch doctor. Uh, <laughs> doctor witch. <laughs> a witch doctor magazine. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Ah, oh, my housemate will kill me for this. If I get this wrong. Oh, not one line. I think it was Hartnell. Oh, William Hartnell. Yeah. That dirt, um, really? Yeah, because I think the tone was quite uh, aggressive. Stern. And, uh, yeah, Stern is right. I'm more willing not to... Petwee? Jean Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Patrick. Jean Patrick saying that. I'm more likely to believe Hartnell than any of the other. Like well, he might have been trialling in one of his um, befuddled yeah. states, uh, which he got into quite frequently. One of my favourite doctors, Patrick Trout. Trout, probably my favourite doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for me, it goes Trout and Patwee, uh, McCoy. Yeah. No way. Got yeah. a soft spot for McCoy. He's playing yeah. the cat among the pigeons there, isn't he? And Smith. Really? Yeah, I like Smith. I really rate him. Mm, it's quite a likeable one. Didn't like the, the football bit he brought into it, but it's because he was a former. Pro, he's a promising uh, mm. under twenty one, wasn't he? Yeah, like Paul Nuttall. <laughs> that wasn't true. Uh, <laughs> mine would be um, since no one asked. Uh, I think number one would probably be Charlton. Yeah, Capaldi would definitely be in top three. Uh, he hasn't done much for me. Really? Yeah. He's moved me. That's what he's Yeah. <laughs> No, he's not. He, he is good. But something about it hasn't quite landed. Yeah, I think he was a, he was a surprise cast for me. Mm. And, yeah, I don't think he's as endearing as the other Doctors. But shade, uh, Shades of Patui, I think, with Arnold. With um, Capaldi, sorry. Yeah, I think so. I think there's shades of what they were trying to do with Colin Baker, which was starting off as a sort of irritable, mm. slightly unknown live wire, and then become more of a uh, developed, fleshed-out, warmer mm. character. Which is what they should have done with Colin Baker rather than... Well, they shouldn't have cast Colin Baker because he's <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> it was really bad. So the universal condemnation of David Tennant, then? Should well, I about that? I, uh, my enthusiasm for David Tennant waned as he... The more... I th- basically, I think he, out, he outstayed as well. Oh. You're listening to Doctor Who chat <laughs> yeah. on, on Sparrow. <laughs> this would be a mu- oh, I would love to do a Doctor Who podcast. It's, it's been done, yeah, it? it? has yeah, been, been done. Left, it's 2017, they've all been done. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Just, yeah. This is all we've Picking got through left. the scraps now. We've got Good Night Sweet on My Hero, and none of us are prepared to go for My Hero. My, so. my favourite Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. This not, is, no, um, not called Doctor Who, but Karen. My favourite, the Doctor. This is going to throw you. Paul McGann. Very, yeah, no, McGann is McGann. good. Uh, the movie's dreadful. Yeah. yeah, it is. Eric Roberts. Very Start making to Always, always dressed for the occasion. <laughs> yeah. oh. Very promising. And it starts with your favourite, what's their favourite, Sylvester. Yeah. He's put on a bit of weight. He, he's gone on record as saying he didn't like how they started that with the, the, old, down. the old doctor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that was horrible. But he, said, he, he, he maintained they should have just started afresh with, with Paul McGann. Yeah, didn't need it, did they? Have some sort of you know ambiguity as to how it happened. I did with Eccleston. Yeah, yeah. Although, do we know how that happened? Was it John Hurt? Well, it was John Hurt, but do we ever see that? No. Do we? No, we don't. John Hurt, I didn't write. I mean, not in that role. Fantastic actor. I know. John Hurt came after Paul McGann. Yeah. Sorry, you're quite right. No, yeah, what I'm saying is he would have regenerated into Eccleston. That's right. 
but we don't. I was just wondering in any we of never the saw that. John Hurt episodes if we saw if that was even. I've written some terrific fan fiction about it if you care to read. You have. No, I haven't. <laughs> someone will have. <laughs> Somebody will have, yeah. And someone will have written some erotic fiction. Mm. Oh, Guilty. Yeah. We can only hope. That's the internet. So, anyway. Um, Getting back on track. Yeah, Gary uh, decides to go back to 940 and concocts a frankly ludicrous alibi, which is oh, yeah. him and Ron. I've got tickets to see England play in Lithuania, Lithuania. Mm. which is just so implausible. Like he's never really shown an interest in football. No, he's a rugby shirt for one thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I'm going to Lithuania. Yeah, is mad. And the other thing, he insists that Ron go. That's madness, isn't it? Like, and he buys him a ticket. Buys him a ticket. (laughs) He can't afford to buy a suit. Last time I've heard. Ron has doesn't need to go. So no. I think is it so that Stella, Ron's wife, doesn't know he's Yeah, but does she check his passport for stamps? It Can't seems... he just go to a holiday inn, like in Reading? Yeah. Reading. Oh, I don't know, not just Redding. somewhere like not too far away. At least but... Norwich. Okay. Not Norwich. Reading. I'm not gonna It's just it's just so ill conceived. Yeah. Carrie doesn't seem like the sort to really cover his tracks. He's almost constantly giving away the fact that he goes back in time to his wife. So bad. So Ron goes off. Gary goes back to 940 and straight away, at the height of a blackout, I think it is, he gets hit by a bus. Ambulance. Is it? I think. I've got ambulance. Thank you, Pudding. It's an ambulance. Um, Ironic, isn't it? Yeah, so he's in... He's in the hospital... And yeah. I think he says something in his fevered state as probably. he's coming out of this. Mm. Probably like, oh, oh, I don't want to. Yeah, he's, not fe- he's not Phoebe. <laughs> he's, he's Gary. Do you, do you Gary? Do you Gary? I don't do a Gary. I can't do a Gary. It's a bit too generic. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's such a nuanced performance. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hope to uh, replicate it. Um, so. And he comes to with a group of people. Yeah. Oh, hang on, there's a joke, isn't there? I'm missing a joke. They yeah. he thinks he's dying from what Reg is saying to Phoebe. Yeah, so they're talking about someone episode. else. Yeah. Been a while. They're yeah. talking about someone else who's recently passed. That's right. Yeah. And he's, he wakes up, he's like, well, I'm not dead, I'm not That's dead. It. That's not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so Reg reads back the things he was talking about in his sleep. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. I don't remember many of them, but one of them was Nikam Digital Stereo. Why would you say that in your sleep? Well, it's well he says weird stuff in his sleep, as we saw in episode one. That's right, when he, when he was knocked out. Yeah. Well, yeah. even not in his sleep. Who's he talking to? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Oh, but this gorgeous little bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're trying to sell him as this land who goes to Lithuania to watch football and talks about birds, yeah. but it's just, I'm not buying it. No, he's a terrible lad. Yeah. Um, so, Phoebe's there. She's coming on a bit strong, I think, given that. You know, last time we saw each other, they were well. I guess she's near death experiences. Yeah, yeah she got all this talk of fate and destiny, and right, it's kind of mad. Uh, we re- we learn that um, Gary doesn't wear era appropriate underwear because uh, Bred produces his uh, boxer shorts. Are they Calvin Klein's? They're like heavily patterned. Are they? Of, yeah. Okay. I quite enjoyed the sequence coming up later where. Um, Gary says to Reg that those were the secret things he'd been saying. Oh, yeah. You know, Reg eats the paper. That is really good. Good bit of physical comedy. Eats the evidence. He's, oh, um, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's... Um, underused. Yeah, I think mean, he's underused and a bit too good for good night's people. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, um, and then Gary says, no, I'm fine, really, when he tries to get out of his hospital bed. Yeah. I wonder if in any TV programme ever someone said, I'm fine, really. <laughs> got out of hospital bed and it's been fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it is fine, yeah. <laughs> 
immediately hits the canvas, isn't he? And he's back in hospital bed within a few seconds. Yeah, and then they somehow find some identification which mentions Cricklewood. So yeah. Reg decides to go and check in on Rodney's, uh, Gary's wife. So, hmm. which is an actual fact, his grandmother, because there's a photo of Marilyn Monroe. Does that mean that Gary lives in the house that his grandma used to live in? I think Gary lives in a new build, doesn't he? Yeah, he's starting home. Is it definitely is... Cricklewood that he goes to? You know, I know he finds. I thought it was, but maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe they just look up the sparrows. And... Oh, sorry, I think this all happened when he was unconscious. Oh, I don't know. But there's a bit where um, Reg says something, I think quite rude about mm. uh, Gary's grandmother and Gary says sorry grandma like really quite audibly <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> that's right because that must have been so odd the other people in the to Gary <laughs> yeah. because Gary's granddad I think that's home. a bit later yeah yeah uh, yeah that's right and then Romney says sorry granddad at that point as well again oh, right. quite audibly what's he doing and this is the the second uh, reference to to any sort of consequence of his time travelling. Mm. I don't know why he hasn't taken the opportunity to go and visit his. I'd be curious. Wouldn't you? Back to the future. Um, so Ron goes to see Yvonne. Yeah. Unbeknownst to him, Gary's still in the hospital in 1940. That's so right. I think he goes yeah. to see. So actually, I should say he goes to see Gary, but um, he's not there. Yvonne's there, and he blows her blows his cover saying um well, he tells a far-fetched story about who yeah. against, mm. and I was still wondering why is he going to all this trouble for Gary he's known him for four episodes I don't think Ron has many friends well that's, that was going to be the next question <laughs> does Ron have any other friends um no. we, we, I mean he seems to work late quite a lot, often he seems to be in the, the printing um yeah office on his own working late I don't know he's probably quite a sad figure Ron yeah uh I think he's a very knowledgeable man. I think he's got... He's very smart. Uh, but, you know, but, yeah, good boy to meet down the pub. But. Very articulate. Indeed. Also very loud. So, yeah, good good to meet down the pub. Yeah. Because you know what these pubs are like. Yeah, loud? They are. They are loud, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to meet him. Like, they either in or outside of a, of a pub. That's, uh, he's, they, should, they shouldn't have cast him. I think they should get rid of him. I'm already tired of him. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. He, he does make the cut into series two. We can come on to who doesn't in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. um, so Rodney and F- Gary, Gary jar, something Rodney jar, <laughs> Rodney jar. That sounds like some horrible slang. Rodney jar. Um, Rodney and Fee- <laughs> Gary and Phoebe's first kiss happens in this episode. There's another pound. Yeah. Um, Gary gets back home. And it's the second time in, I think, as many episodes that he's been out all night. Yeah. And Yvonne, God, God bless her, is worried sick. Mm. You do feel for it, don't you? Poor yeah. Yvonne. Yeah, momentarily. Um, but this time she's not annoyed, is she? She's just pleased to see him. Yeah. Is that right? I, got, I don't know. I can't remember what his excuse... Oh, Lithuania. He's yeah, he got banged he up abroad. got yeah. detained, yeah. yeah. For, honestly, it's nudity. No, it's urinating on some sort of... Tap- no, setting a tapestry alight with a bottle of... Bra- Blackberry schnapps and a lighter, I believe. It's a hell of imagination. Mm. I know, and he just comes up with that. Yeah, cuff, which well, is... maybe it did happen, but just not with Gary. Yeah. Maybe this is what Ron does for kicks. Maybe that is why he spends a lot of time on it. Um, so finally, the episode closes with uh, oh Gary Gary going to see <laughs> an elderly Phoebe in yeah. 993. And this is where we see 
The Lindhurst like baseball, baseball cap. cap. Model zone, I think. Very long peak. Hello. Well, he wants to hide that face, doesn't he? Yeah. So, this, so when you say Lindhurst zone, uh, what, what do you mean? Sorry, you I know think, from the commentary, yeah, Lindhurst is this. a very private man. Yeah. Also, a very, very recognisable man, apparently, from previous commentary uh, comments. So he'll go out of his way to hide his appearance, mask his appearance when he's out in public. So when they met him to discuss casting on the show, he wore a baseball cap all through lunch. Mm. He's a private man, isn't he? Yeah. That's so kind of rude in a restaurant, wearing a baseball cap. I don't think Lindhurst cares. And you're as famous and as beloved as he is. Nicholas Lindhurst, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Lindhurst. Yeah. Leave Lindhurst. the hat on. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't realise it was you. Yeah, yeah. So he, he wore his own hat yeah. in the episode. I think he does. Yeah, wore his own hat. It is um, a slightly absurdly long cap, you're right, isn't it? Mm. Um, so it goes up to the front door of this Phoebe Sparrow's house. Yeah, and it's not Phoebe, his Phoebe. It's a elderly no. Jamaican woman, I think. That's right. That's right, with hilarious consequences. Yeah, she um, calls him a crackhead, which is pretty funny. It <laughs> does sort of look like a bit of a crackhead. But also, the way he introduces himself, I thought, was a little bit blunt. Can you remember what he says? It's something like, along the lines of... Because he, he thinks that oh, Phoebe's, think Phoebe's friend answers, answers the door, who is a, a white woman and therefore more likely to be Phoebe. Mm. And he says, um, you know, it's, it's Gary, remember? Gary from, uh, from the Royal Oak, or, you know, from the 40s. Yeah, like, that's a bit... Says. What do you think her reaction to that would be? Does he say, I think I'm your husband? Yeah, possibly. That's a strong opening. Um, what, a woman in her 80s? Yeah. And saying, I, I am a person you met in the 40s and I haven't aged. Yeah. It's me. That's... Please don't have a heart attack and die. Yeah, he's asking a lot of... Yeah. Not Phoebe, sorry. Um So that's the close of the episode, but I thought... Um, so as you... You might have noticed we've been watching these with the uh, writers' commentaries, yeah, for extra insight, mm. which is kind of hard to obtain sometimes. Um, but I feel personally, I think this episode had the strongest writers' commentary. Oh yeah, there were some gems. There's some real gems. Well, uh, the, I think the best break came right at the start when um, they made this quip about using sequential numbering. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I mean, they really are tired of doing this. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, it's possibly the only funny thing I've heard them say, yeah. both in the commentary and in the script. Mm. Six hours. Yeah, six God, hours. Yeah. Six long hours. Um, so one one insight, which I thought was worth sharing, is uh, one of them, Marks or Graham, or Satin or both, could be either, um, we set ourselves two rules in the writing of the show. One is we'll never benefit from gambling in the 1940s, and the other is we'll never explain how Gary manages to pass through this time zone in Duckett's Passage. Yeah. One asks the other, Graham maybe asked Marx, why didn't they just back horses? Um, and they said, yeah, never no was, no gambling. And also, no, they say it's a rule never to explain how he time travels, but is it a rule insofar as they don't know how? <laughs> it's just coming above to think yeah, about yeah. it, yeah. Um, I think the reason for the first for not going down the gambling route is they say they don't want people to say we've ripped off Back to the Future. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, that. I think that's the last thing they need to worry about. Yeah. Really. I don't think, I don't think anyone would be that, that generous <laughs> in there. What was your favourite? Back to the Future were good actually. Oh, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, Some other there's, oh, sorry. gems. Um, 
I think at one point one of says that was one of my favourite jokes and it's far too yeah, for this audience. Yeah, I don't remember what the joke was, no, but it's, it's typically uh, grumpy. I've got something, it says it was about a video title. I don't yeah. know what the video title was. No. Oh, martial arts and it's marital arts, I think he misreads uh, it. Yeah. And it's there was not, a, it's not very good at all. A muted reception. Yeah. So Yvonne had bought a, uh, a naughty tape. Gosh, she is just mucky, yeah. isn't she? Mm. Um, there's a bit where someone make there's a, a joke's made, and you hear the audience laughing, and one of them says, "I thought I detected in the audience the nervous laughter <laughs> of a man who's having an affair," yeah. which is obviously to them the sound they know all too familiar with. I think they said this was a show you went to not with your wife. Yeah, yeah. I have that. They've got that as well. Quite critical of, of people yeah. in this in this commentary. Um, mm. The next thing I have noted was that they were talking about the actress who played Yvonne mm. and <laughs> saying that she looked better nice. at night. That is so cruel. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're in any position to... <laughs> no. Um, they also stick it to Phoebe, don't they? There was a... Where's the line? Um, how are they... Oh, maybe this is in another episode. <laughs> Oh, the question we had, I think, we ne- that we never answered was why Phoebe was so alluring. I mean, it's also a bit harsh, but it also seems fairly mm. fundamental to the show itself. Yeah. <laughs> why is she so alluring? I mean, that's, the, that's in the casting, I would have thought. It's very attractive, Dublin yeah. Kerwin. Yeah. A couple of other things from the commentary. Um, there's a bit where one of them infers that Phoebe's on the game in the right. 1940s. Mm. And then... <laughs> The other writer, sorry, I can't remember, I don't know which one's which. Oh, still, isn't it? Um, the other writer says, like, all women were sleeping around in the 1940s, including your mother. Yeah, that was out of the blue, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> or something, like a paraphrase. Yeah. I think there was something yeah. about uh, sexual favours, maybe, and then uh, one of them says, sorry. oh, just because your mother did that. That's it, yeah. you've got it, sorry. And, and, yeah, and, and I, I thought that was out of the blue. But it's funny, because neither of them say anything. No, it's a real atmosphere, isn't it? <laughs> I think my ears pricked up at that point. Yeah. I was really struggling to concentrate. I thought, this is quite interesting. <laughs> they clearly, yeah. When they do talk after that, there's a bit of bickering, if I remember right. Yeah. There's, there's tension. So they're convinced all men are having an aff- having affairs and they like this show because it strikes a chord. I've, that's my own note. I don't know if they explicitly right. say, we're convinced all men are yeah, having affairs. Yeah, I don't think affairs. you have to do too much um, yeah. to join the dots. Oh, to yeah, that. Did you make any notes about bloopers? Yeah, I've, I've got one, but I can't remember what it was pertaining to. So I think they said that there weren't many outtakes or bloopers, oh. which was a shame because they can sell them for £50 each. We didn't realise how big the blooper industry was going to become. Did they say they didn't have many bloopers? I don't think so. I think that was... One take Lindust. Yeah, so he's known. <laughs> one, one take. And then finally they say... Well, not finally, but they say towards the end of the episode. Okay. By now, episode five, we were pretty confident we had a hit on our hands. Really? So they're modest as well. <laughs> Is that based on ratings or based on I think it must have been based on ratings. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised because nothing about what I saw would make me confident. Suggests a hit. No. So um, that's episode five. That is that's episode it. five. Uh, so we'll wrap up there. Thanks again for listening to Sparrow Talk, episode five. We'll be with you for the last in the season. Not without you. Ah, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, that's nice. good. You've made up for the early mistake. Yeah, well done, Graham. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back for the end of the series, episode six. Ta-ta. For you can, now, you can say bye as well if you want. Um, what was yours? Ta-ta.
Qatar. Okay. Don't think about one. Uh, catch you later. Oh, that's nice. What have I left with? Uh, sayonara. Oh, yeah. Oh, Continental. Continental. Yeah. All right, bye.